Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Happy Monday, Golden Eagle fans. Listen across the state of Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi. It's the Eagle Hour, brand new week for you. Happy to have you joining us. Finals week on the campus of Southern Miss, but a lot to talk about today. A local team won a state championship. We'll talk with Will East about that a little later in the program, but we're going to spend the first half hour Right now, Luke Johnson, Kelly Center, Michael Mergens from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Kelly, we are going to talk to Joy Lee McNellis coming off a top 25 win against the Old Miss Lady Rebels. Kelly, it's a good Monday on the Eagle Hour. It is, and I'm just, you know, and to our Ole Miss friends, I'm glad that your women's basketball program is, is getting better to where you can compete with our Lady Eagles anyway. Good for, good uh, for Ole Miss. <laughs> anyway, let's... We had to take a shot. Let's bring in Joy Lee McNallis, the head coach of the undefeated Southern Miss Lady Eagle basketball team. Coach, it's a good Monday. It is a good Monday. It is a great Monday. The sun is shining in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. It is not too cold. It is 80 degrees outside. And the Lady Eagles are in final exams, but yet, enjoying some of the recognition that they are able to get. Some of that recognition is the fact that uh, the top 25 poll come out to the, came out today, Lady Eagles, with uh, two votes. Um, Saturday, Coach, and, and it, we talked to Coach Nick Williams of men basketball last week. It's a really weird time for y'all because you play like three games over like two weeks, and uh, as we get into the game on Saturday, you know, you, you played, what, Saturday a week ago, and, and then uh, and then you play this Saturday. Is it harder or easier to keep your ladies focused during specifically these two weeks? You know, honestly, it is because of final exams for us. It's very, very difficult because, you know, fortunately, majority of our team is really good students. You know, it's... Year, several years ago, that's not always the case. Back when I played final exams, we just wanted to get through them. Uh, but we have young ladies that are wanting to go beyond, uh, you know, in pre-medical stuff and pre-law and those things. So academics is very, very important to them. And so as a coaching staff, it's very important to us because we want them to live their dreams academically and athletically and it's our responsibility to provide them with that opportunity. So, number one, it is a lot more difficult 
um, to keep them. And I, I understand that. Like, we give our players off more than one day. Like, we were off yesterday. They had tutoring all day. They have final exams today. They're in tutoring today for their final exams tomorrow. So to be able to give them a couple of days where they're able to just spend countless hours academically. Then, you know, once they're over, over their final exams, they're ready to celebrate, have a good time, and it's all over. Uh, and we have to really reel them in as coaches that, hey, we got several more games to play. And for the Lady Eagles, December is really, really tough for us. It's uh, it's about you know closing out the semester right. Of uh, Saturday, you were able to close out the game right. Really trailed the whole game, coach, and then Lady Eagles turned it on in the fourth quarter. Uh, let's uh, ask you just to start that way, and then then Kelly will ask you more about uh, the game. You know uh, the game. I'll be honest with you. Going into the game, our staff spent a lot of hours wondering how will we score. Uh, Coach Jack Trosper, it was his scout. He did a phenomenal job. And we talked about defense a lot. And I would say every morning when we would meet, I'd say, Jack, I'm not worried about defense. How are we going to score? You know, and I would break down game film. Our other coaches broke down film on And we, we just was concerned because they switch everything on the perimeter. And they're 6-1 to our 5-6. I mean, we were getting frustrated at some of our players by not getting Malia Grace in the ball when we felt like she was open. And like Dom Davis said, Coach. That I can't pass around my man. Yeah, I see she's open, but I can't get it around my man to get it to her. And that was our concern. But I will tell you, the Lady Eagles, it was a heck of a first quarter. You know, we go in down four uh, at half. Then we come out the third quarter, and they go up 11. And I'm like, holy crap. We couldn't score. We couldn't stop them. It was like we were flat. You know, it's like we've got to have some energy. We made some substitutions. I think that we got some spark off the bench. Dom Davis uh, set up Morgan Seeper for a three ball, and that three ball was a game changer for us. From that point, we started rolling, and a lot of good things happened to us. Uh, defensively, our defense really kind of checked up. We changed our defensive pressure we were using in our three-quarter court, and it just energized our team. And, you know, in athletics as a whole, all you need is one spark. And that's what I told them. We just need one spark. And Dom Davis set up Morgan Seifert for that one spark to get that third quarter going. But once, uh, but once, even even in the waning seconds of the game, coach, you were trailing. You know, two go two points, then four points, then two points. Right. You know, right. so so what? And and winning those those are the big ones. That you know, if you get beat by twenty, you kind of understand it. But those are the those are the really big ones when you win the close ones, particularly against good teams. You know, and it wasn't late into that fourth quarter. You know, we chipped away, and we were within four, and then we'd get within two, right. and we'd get within four. Right. You know, and it's, as a coach, what you're thinking is if we can just get the lead, if we can just get the lead, we'll win this thing. And, you know, Dom Davis made an unbelievable scoop shot um, to be able to really give us the three-point lead. Uh, in those weighing seconds. Um, you know, Ole Miss was set up 
to be able to win the game on a sideline play with five seconds to play. I thought our timing and everything and our possession was executed very well. The team did a great job with that. But I will tell you, um, defensively, you know, even Lee uh, Roberts and Larry Boyd was saying they don't have anybody on the ball. They don't have anybody on the ball. And I will tell you, I was in a panic, to be honest with you, because I'm thinking we really need somebody on the ball. But we have got to front that big girl. And so that was my panic is that the ball was going to the big girl. Well, when they ran the play, it was the play for the big girl. And that's one time I was glad I followed my gut and had somebody sitting in her lap. So they, she had to really move to catch that ball. And then she caught it above the free throw line and then put it on the deck and Nala Jean grabbed the steal and, then it was an opportunity for Jacoria Bracey to scoop up the ball. But, you know, it was an amazing game. It was very intense. And I will tell you, it was very taxing as a coach because down that stretch in that fourth quarter, you know, it was almost like a chess game. You make a move, we make a move. You make a right. move, we make a move. And, you know, it was not it was not uneasy. Anything could happen uh, in that stretch. You know, at six, I think it was around the six-minute mark is when we tied it, 52-all. Uh, and from that point, that's where it was just nip and tuck. Right. And it was basket for basket. And you know, I mean, we'd get a one-point lead, and then they would take control. So every possession counted. You know, you talked about Dom Davis and completely different skill sets. I, I think, and this is arguable, that Pauline Love might be the best player ever to play at at Southern Miss. But I think when it's all said and done, and again, completely different players, completely different skill sets, but Dom Davis is going to have to be in that discussion. Agree? Oh, my gosh. Yes. You know, Dom Davis is a very special offensive player. Why? Because she has great, and I hate to say, uh, some people would argue with me on this, she has great body control. Now, she ends up on the floor a lot, but when the shot leaves her hands, she has body control. You know, it's not like she's going to fly around and shoot a ball while she's flying. Her body control, I think, really separates her. And since her back injury a year ago and her having to have surgery, I just think that has changed her game because she can't play as fast and as harem scarum as she's played in the past. She's had to learn to be more patient with the ball and be able to see what the defense is providing for her before she makes that attack. In the past, it was attack, attack, attack. And so now I just think it's really helped her become a better player. But there's no doubt. I think the three best players that I've coached since I've been here, Jamara Faulkner, Pauline Love, uh, Dominique Davis, and the fourth one would be Britton Dinkins. Yeah, absolutely. Pretty good group there, yeah. Pretty good group. We're talking to Southern Miss Lady Basketball Coach Joy Lee McNellis, celebrating the Lady Eagles 61-59 victory over Ole Miss. We'll continue our conversation with Coach McNellis on the other side of the break. Eagle Hour continues on a Monday.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. That first segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by Dickie's Barbecue, located in a community near you. Christmas season coming up, lots of Christmas cheer and parties, and Dickie's can uh, can cater those. College football bowl season, NFL playoffs, New Year's, all that. Reach out to our good friend Justin Harris and his squad at our hometown, uh, Dickie's Barbecue, located just outside the Turtle Creek Mall in Hattiesburg. This segment brought to you by Campus Bookmark. Campusbookmark.net, Christmas gifts, order Golden Eagle swag for your friends and family, or you can go see them on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Luke Johnson, Kelly Center, Michael Mergens from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg. And Laurel Kelly, we continue our conversation with Southern Miss ladies basketball coach Joy Lee McNellis. Lady Eagles defeat the Old Miss Rebels 61-59. Kelly, it was a great day. Yeah, it's, Saturday. it sure was. And the crowd, what a great crowd at uh, at the greenhouse on, on Saturday. Joe, I want to talk to, to you about a couple of people that are important to you. First of all, uh, Jack Trosper. Here's a guy that, that's kind of working behind the scenes. And, you know, some days with what you're dealing with health-wise, you have good days, you have bad days. Can you describe um, your relationship with him and, and how that is, is working in this interim as you work through some things physically? Coach, you there? Did we lose you, Coach? I think I get, we lost yeah, her. So yeah, I think well, we did. Uh, Michael will work to, uh, to get her back. But, but, Kelly, looking back at that game, 61-59, Dominique Davis, 25 points. Morgan Sieper, 12 points. Cornfield with nine. And, uh, you know, you talk about um, what, what Grayson did, only six points, but nine rebounds. And Ole Miss is a big team. And, and you know, with, with Dom Davis and what she's been able to put together, th- that would be, to me, if if I'm a women's basketball coach at some of these other schools, she'd be you know a person that I would come after transfer portal NIL deals or whatever because she's a game changer, and the fact that she has uh, has stayed at Southern Miss that whole time, coach, you back with us? I'm back. I don't know what happened. No, no, that's okay. I, I was just asking. You know, Jack Crosper's yeah, kind of Jack. yeah, Jack's kind Jack. of a, a guy that's under the radar. People maybe yeah. have heard of his name, but probably wouldn't know who he was if he came up to him on the street, but. Yeah. Describe the relationship that you guys yeah. have, particularly with you know some of the times that you're having to deal with what you're dealing with, and and he's kind of coaching as well. So kind of tell yeah, us how Jack that works. Done, Jack has been with us for five years, and I fully have all the confidence and the trust in Jack. You know, it's, it was amazing just in year one of us working together. There was just a connection, and when that connection is there, you kind of know that connection. Um, you know, it's kind of like years ago I had Jordan Dupuis with me. There was just that connection. Um, and, you know, Kylie Hill when he was with me. But Jack has been amazing. I'm going to tell you, uh, through my sickness, through my parents uh, and their health issues, Jack has told me over and over again, Coach, we got you. That's his line usually. We got you. We'll take care of this. And, you know, I have the utmost respect for him. And I, words can't ever say enough about him or to Jack for the, the gratitude that I have for him. Um, but he does. He never misses a beat. Um, again, it's just a great working relationship. Um, and I've added, you know, Barbara Ferris, Jessica Barber, Connor with us. Right, And, you know, sometimes when you have staffs together and you have someone that has a relationship 
with the head coach like Jack and I do, sometimes you have to deal with issues with amongst other staff members. But I will tell you, this staff is different. Oh, excuse me. They are unified as one, and they understand that Jack's the leader, and they follow suit. And they have been amazing in working together and, you know, willingness to do whatever it takes to hold this team together. And, you know... It's just special. It is very special, and I'm so grateful for Jack. And although he's been with you five years, there's another special man in your life, much more special for completely different reasons, that you recently lost. And uh, being a, being somewhat of a public figure, most people probably have heard that uh, that you lost your, your father, who had been ailing for, for quite some time. How are you doing there? How are you spiritually after losing probably the most important man in your life? And, you know, you're so right, Kelly, and, you know, I spoke at his funeral, and I said, and I truly believe this, he was my first love. You know, he was my hero. He is the person that I wanted to grow up and be like. Uh, My dad was a very uh, different guy, and I say that for several reasons. Number one, he was a strong Christian man. Uh, every night as a kid, I can remember him listening to sermons from different ministers um, on cassette tape. You know, he would. That was his quiet time with the Lord, was every night he would be in his bedroom. Sometimes he would even be over in the corner of another room but it was his time with Jesus. That was an amazing impact on my life. Then um, he always closed it out, Kelly, with Zig Ziglar. He loved <laughs> Zig Ziglar. And he would always tell me, one day you're going to be a speaker like Zig Ziglar. And I was a little kid. You know, I didn't know who Zig Ziglar was. And, you know, then he would usually listen to Jerry Clower, and people don't know who Jerry Clower is today. Uh, but he would listen to some joke stuff that he always thought was funny. The second thing, my dad, he was just an hourly worker. Um, and my dad worked two and three jobs to provide for us as children when we were younger. We were all in sports. Basketball was the common thread. And we were at every basketball game that was played, from Wendell Ladner to Berlin to all those back then. And, of course, when a family of five of us walk in, that's a lot of money. And so Dad did. He knew that there were two things that was important to our family, and that was God and basketball. And that's what our whole lives surrounded around. And, you know, he was the truest example. And he would tell me and my brothers this all the time. In life, nothing is going to be given to you. I did not give it to you as a dad. Your mom is not giving it to you. You have to understand that you have to work to get what you want in life. And my dad was also someone who always furthered his education. Like he went to trade school. You know, it was before classes were ever taught online. You know, he went to school to learn heat and air conditioning, cooling. He went to welding school. So he was always wanting to advance what he did for the betterment of our family. But, yes, it was a huge loss to me. Uh, The last year I've been able to spend a lot of time with my dad. I've been able to sleep with him. I've been able to, you know, eat breakfast with him. He's been in our practices. Just two weeks ago he was in our practice. 
Um, but he's definitely a man that would always say, no matter whether we won or lost, he was always encouraging. He would always say, sis, I think you coached a good game tonight. And the saddest thing is when I coached on that Saturday night after Thanksgiving and then not having him in the Ole Miss game is to be able to talk to him after the game. That really Mm -hmm. just kind of broke my heart because, you know, he was definitely the encourager and always believed in us as children. Well, you can still talk to him, Coach. You can still talk to him. He's listening. He is. I said, you know, Saturday he had the best seat in the house. (laughs) (laughs) Coach, uh, but, you know, Connor's with you now. And um, certainly, you know, for for this this ride, seven and zero, oh, and uh, you know, you, you they got finals this week, and then you got a game coming up at the end of this week. And how do you continue, you know, to, to get your your ladies to lock in and and uh, the great win on Saturday, but the most important part of the season coming at the end of this month? Jeez, yes, you know, and and I mean, they're off today. We gave them off yesterday as well in preparation for the finals, as I'd mentioned earlier. Um, but tomorrow we will practice, and unfortunately, with not having a practice gym, we're having to scramble to practice, and we're so fortunate Oak Grove High School is going to let us practice out there in the morning. Um, that's always difficult um, to be able to find practice times this week, and that throws people out of whack. But you have example exams, and then you're trying to figure out where you're going to practice and how long you can practice. But it will be important that tomorrow – as a coaching staff, we get their attention. We have to get their attention from the get-go uh, to reel them back in. They can celebrate through today, but tomorrow it's over. It is time to start preparation. Tomorrow we will lock in on who we are, the things we have to get better at, the things that are important to us, to have success in December. Because we go to Memphis, they went to the NIT. You know, they played Tennessee at Tennessee to overtime. Yeah. Then we played Cleveland State that went to the second round of the NCAA tournament. And then we played Florida Gulf Coast that went to the second round of the NCAA tournament. Then we start conference play. So our December <laughs> is not easy. And the Lady Eagles have a long journey ahead of us before this is all over. Coach, uh, congratulations on the win, and, and best of luck Saturday. And sure, we'll talk to you, but but Merry Christmas, and thanks for spending 30 minutes with us today. Thank you all for having me on. Merry Christmas. That's Southern Miss Lady basketball coach, Joy Lee McNellis, the 7-0 and Lady Eagles. They head to Memphis on Sunday, or they'll head up Saturday, but game at 2 p.m. And now getting and some national attention, too, Luke. Yeah, they are, too. Which they should. They should get that attention. Two votes in the, in the poll. A local team, two local teams, won a state championship. We will wrap up high school football season with Will East right after this. Southern Miss to the top. Back on a Monday. Appreciate Joy Lee McNellis joining us. Great conversation with her. Lady Eagles knock off Ole Miss over the weekend. Get a couple votes in the polls uh, today. And uh, Lady Eagles' first top 25 win, I think, since 1999. So congratulations to uh, 
to her and uh, and the ladies. Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you every day by Fourth Street Bar and Grill, located on Fourth Street, home of the nine ninety five lunch. And uh, just lots of sports on in the month of December. It's always there. And, of course, Southern Miss basketball will be on at 4th Street. And a big trivia uh, contest coming up Wednesday night, Luke. So if, if you guys are, like, into trivia, just general general categories of uh, trivia, not anything you know specific. But trivia Wednesday night. Will East has been uh, our go-to high school football score uh, scoreboard with the scoreboard show. But analyst all year and – Joins us on a special Monday because Friday uh, was uh, day two of, of the championships. And, Will, I mean, you, you spread it out over three days, and there were some surprises uh, over the weekend. And, and let's just talk about what happened in Oxford over this weekend. Yeah, there were some surprises. I mean, you had some familiar faces there, but you had some new names as well. You had some new champions crowned, teams that had never won a state championship before. In uh, 1A, you know, that was a surprise starting with the smallest classification, Biggersville beating Velma Jackson. I mean, the stat maybe of the, the craziest stat that I heard was Velma Jackson had scored 459 points in the regular season, and they had given up 25 points in the regular season, the entire regular season. Okay? Well, in the game uh, against Biggersville for the 1A state championship, they gave up 53. So they gave up more points in this one game than they gave up the entire regular season, which is – I'm sure that's happened before, but it's kind of an oddity. Anyway, Biggersville wins 53-49 to in a shootout. Um, and a game that a lot of people, yours truly included, I, I, I thought Velma Jackson coming into this one would be the winner. But congrats to Biggersville on the win. And, and incredible uh, performance. I'm trying to remember the kid's name. Um, for Biggersville, who had he had like six touch six touchdowns in that game, um, but incredible job by him. In two way, kind of similar. I mean, Charleston had been there before, obviously, but they had been kind of snake bit guys. They had been to a lot of state championship games, and I think the last one they won was in 2011, and they had lost like they're almost like the Buffalo Bills. They'd lost like four in a row or something like that, but they got the win over Heidelberg, a team that. Heidelberg, no one expected them to be here this year. If you had Heidelberg penciled in in the state championship game, you were either a Heidelberg faithful or Nostradamus. I mean, it's the only way you could have predicted that. <laughs> or heavily medicated. Or heavily medicated, yeah. Uh, 3A, I thought the games, all the games were really good matchups, I thought. I mean, there were some unexpected teams in there, but in 3A, you know, if you would have. We knew Winona coming into the season was going to be pretty good. They had a lot of really talented players. Knoxby County really rested kind of on the shoulders of Camario Taylor. He's a six foot four, two hundred pound quarterback. He doesn't have a whole lot of help, and it's pretty much him. Well, he scored sixty touchdowns this year. He accounted for four thousand yards this year, and the kind of the team went as he went. Uh, Winona just had too many players. I mean, they they were that, that's a solid solid team. They've got not Fred Clark, Fat Clark. Uh, that's what everybody calls him, Fat Clark, on the defensive line and linebacker. Then they've got uh, a couple other players. Uh, several committed to Mississippi State. They win thirty four to twenty seven over over Knoxville County to claim the the three A state title. They're a new state champ. Winona never won a state championship before. Very solid team, Winona. In four A. You had Louisville 
you know, beat Columbia 19-6. I thought this, this was not only the best game, I thought it was the best matchup. If I could have gone to one game, this would have been the one I would have gone to. Louisville, 12th state title, uh, tied for first all-time with a team that we're about to talk about that is one classification ahead of them in 5A with West Point. But Louisville, from, from the beginning of the season, we knew they were good. They won the state championship last year. They went undefeated. They played one close game. That was Knox. I take that back. Two close games, but the closest game they played was against Knoxville County, where they won seven to six. But we kind of knew that they were going to be as good. But Columbia, Luke, I know you were you you picked Columbia to win this game because of your relationship with Chip. But uh, I could have seen them winning this game as well yeah. with the as well as, as Columbia has done over the past what five years now. Uh, they won, last won the state title in twenty twenty one. Incredibly good team, and that was a great great game. When you get to 5A, you were here for this one, uh, Luke. You maybe tell a little bit more about it than I can. West Point beating Laurel. I mean, West Point, eight state championships in a row that they've been to. This is their first one they've won in a couple of years. But year in, year out, Chris Chambliss has got that team ready to roll. They might struggle at the beginning of the year. They started 0-2. But when they get rolling with that that running back of theirs, Daniels, it, they're hard to stop. Yeah, he. Uh, so this was the eighth straight appearance. Chambliss won seven. He's won seven. West Point's won 12 as a whole. And yeah, Laurel had a chance early in the game. They got in the first half, they were on the inside the West Point 30 like four different times, only came away with a few points. But Daniels, the Florida commit. 254 yards, and then the uh, the quarterback, Tillman, had 134 yards. Uh, zero passing yards for West Point um, in that game. They rushed for 447 yards. Tornadoes matched them point for point on the first two drives for the game, and, and then it just uh, just became all West Point. And, uh, yeah, b- another big win for, uh, for them. And first time they've won since 2019. So West Point, the last eight years in the playoffs, I just did the math. They're twenty-eight and three. All three of those losses were in state championship games. It's it's pretty incredible the run that they've had there at one of the larger, you know, one of the larger classifications. And a classification that's been, I'm just going back not this year, but maybe the last couple of years, been extremely competitive. You got Picayune in there. You've got you've had some really really good teams in there. Uh, West Jones, obviously. Now they're West Jones, obviously six A. Uh, and mentioning and speaking of them, the domination uh, of lunch meat and Luke, you were throwing me some stats earlier. Just incredible! Just incredible! Forty, I mean, it, 40 tackles amazing. for loss for Isaiah Lindsay. That's lunch meat for uh, for West Jones this year. Will we we figured it up? Forty eight points. The first team defense gave up all season, and the first team defense scored forty. Uh, there were ten games, ten of their fourteen games. The defense did not allow an offensive touchdown, and they pitched like seven shutouts. I mean, it was just an incredible season. Grenada, Grenada got on the board with a muff punt, but but Grenada was really never in that game. West Jones dominated. Yeah, West Jones. It, uh, you you showed me a picture of some of those kids, and you know I could see them playing at the next level. I mean, they're that big and strong and playing together and. Wow, that's an incredible, incredible team. Uh, in 7A, Oak Grove beating Startville 33-28. to And the two teams that I thought were the most talented in the state uh, from the beginning of the year to the state championship game, I didn't think they were – let me put it this way. I didn't know if they were going to make it to the state championship game. I thought they had the most talented rosters. Uh, 
the job that has been done at Oak Grove is pretty crazy how good that is. I mean, they've been to, what, uh, six state championship games over the past 11 years. I think I'm doing the math right. Uh, and Starkville's probably if, – if Oak Grove's 1A, Starkville's been like like 2A. I mean, they, 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 they're just below what Oak Grove has done. Uh, but Oak Grove has done it much better. And the Maddox kid, the quarterback, is as good as they get. I mean, I don't know where he's going to end up. I, you know, I think he's committed to Texas A&M right now. But that kid was as nice as a kid as could possibly be. I know you got a lot of Hattiesburg listeners. Uh, he spoke to every media member, from what I understand, after the game. He was just incredibly nice. And when they got it all ro- working together, they're almost impossible to beat. And they Starville, give Starville some credit now. Starville fought and fought and fought. But through that pick six, it just had some things break the wrong way. But they fought to the very end. So Oak Grove... Uh, gets another state championship, so first one since 2020. Um, I don't know what next year's Oak Grove team is going to look like, but I, what I've learned is that Oak Grove, year in, year out, is just going to be there until they're not there. I mean, it, it just pencils them in almost every single year as being one of the challengers in this new 7A classification. Yeah, it, uh, Oak, it, used to be, it used to be in the old days, well, Oak Grove was a baseball school. I mean, baseball. Yeah. Um, and now I don't. I don't think they've won a baseball state championship since 2014, and football has uh, taken center stage. Uh, it's been a complete like turnaround as far as you know premier sports. You know, still competitive in baseball, obviously, but I mean football is is the king now uh, in Lamar County at that school. Anyway, sorry, well, Drew Causey's done an incredible job there. Good stuff, man. Well, we appreciate your uh, your help and analysis and, and coverage, and, and the reason we take time on the Eagle Hour to do that is the kids of our communities, particularly with, with five schools in our listening area here, but uh, Super Talk, uh, you know, networks all over the state, the kids and the coaches deserve the spotlight. So, Will, thanks for helping us put that spotlight on where it belongs throughout the season. Well, thank you guys for having me on this year. That's Will East, of course, co-host of the Mississippi Scoreboard, high school football scoreboard show, 29 years in running on Super Talk Mississippi. Kelly, um, there were some picks uh, and and over the weekend and some games to decide the picks. We do have a winner. And then I'm going to let you just vent a little bit about the college football playoff. That sounds good. I'm ready. We'll close out the Eagle Hour on a Friday after these commercial messages. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. DBAT Hattiesburg.com. Great facilities, great instruction. It's all at DBAT and D1 Training. Luke Kelly and Michael from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Not only did the Lady Eagles get a big win over the weekend against uh, nationally ranked Ole Miss, the men erase a 15-point deficit. They win on the road in Birmingham at UAB. Victor Hart leading the way with 26 points for the 
Golden Eagles and and Kelly avenging, or at least partially avenging uh, that that NIT loss last year. That was a big win for the men. Look, and Andy Kennedy, the coach at UAB, he's forty and eight in that building, forty and eight at home. Uh, and for the Eagles to go in there and do that, which the Eagles never match up really well against UAB anyway. But how about the season Victor Hart is having? You know, really, yeah. you hear a lot about these other guys, as and, and they're good players. But Victor Hart never, never is the first guy talked about. You know, seemingly in any conversation. But right now, man, he's the he's the goat. He's the guy that's uh, that's really playing well for Southern Miss right now. Twenty six points. Crowley added fifteen. Donovan Ivory added eleven. And uh, Mo Arnold, or I'm sorry, fourteen. And Mo Arnold added eleven. Men shoot fifty four percent. From the field, and Kelly, here's the number. You win by three, you shoot 79% from the free throw line. So uh, they were 23 of 29 from uh, from the charity stripe. Uh, men back up to 504 and four, and, uh, of course, finals this week. They will take on Northwestern State inside Reed Green Coliseum on Saturday. All right, we just recapped the state championships. It didn't matter, but it was for, for us to, to pick. It was fun. You and Bob went four and three. I went three and four. Um, let's see, all of us got West Jones right. You and I got Oak Grove right. You picked West Point over Laurel, and that was the right pick. You, uh, Bob picked Louisville over Columbia. Uh, you are, I'm sorry, yeah, you picked Knoxaby. So, so yeah. Bob and I uh, got that one with Winona. Uh, I picked Heidelberg. You and Bob got the uh, Charleston game right. All of us swung and missed. Didn't see Beggarsville scoring 53 points. So. No, and they won it in what, with eight seconds left or something like that? It yeah, was... it was with no timeouts. Okay, I've ne- I've seen uh, RPOs all day. I've never seen a PRO. But real quick, Beggarsville was running a slant to the left, and the quarterback, the kid, I think his name is Easley, I think that was his name, six touchdowns, the quarterback from Beggarsville, Itawamba baseball commit. He looks at the slant. The slant's not there, so he runs option to the right. Pitches it to his running back, who jumps over a defender into the end zone. They didn't have any timeouts to go. It was crazy, crazy. It's kind of like the the longest yard movie, right? The last play of the game and the clock is wild. running down. Yeah, if he stops short, it's over. It was wild. So, Jags and Bengals tonight. But unfortunately for Kelly Sander and I, it won't matter. I went five and seven this last weekend with with uh, one game to go. Kelly went six and six. Getty went nine and three. Oh my gosh! They're... So no matter what happens tonight, because we all picked the Jags, looks like Bob will beat you, Kelly, by two games. There will be no living with him. He won't be back here till Thursday, but there will be no living with him knowing now. If if the Jags win tonight, Bob could get overall the number of wins for the season to his age, which would be ninety. Oh, don't tell him that. <laughs> and you better hope that he doesn't listen to the podcast, which can be heard where, Michael? Everywhere. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Simply Apple, everywhere. Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, tune in, or just tell Alexa to play Super Talk Eagle Hour. Did you like that, we like that segue? That was go. good. Lots of places to listen to the Eagle Hour as well. It'd be great for you to go to Mobay Beignet in Hattiesburg. Eat some beignets. Catch up on your Eagle Hour podcast. Now, Luke, can I? Can I, you gave me? You said I was going to be able to vent. All right. Go Grump. Go I don't, Grinch. Go. I, don't, go. I don't have any skin in this game, but how in the world you can leave Florida State out of the Final Four? And and look, I'm not surprised, and Bob and I have said this, there is an SEC bias whether people want to admit it or not. And I heard Coach Saban say, I think my team deserves to be in there. Look, they're good. Obviously, they beat Georgia. Georgia was the number one team. I'm not saying Alabama doesn't belong. I'm just saying Florida State 
Well, here's the thing. You know, also you, belongs. You couldn't put you couldn't put Bama in without putting Texas in. Texas is already getting in. Oregon loses. Ohio State's not playing. But what happened was, if you if you look back at the rankings, okay, from week nine, week nine, Florida State four. Week ten, Florida State four. Week eleven, Florida State four. Week twelve, they drop one. They're five. Well, guess what? Ohio State loses. So week thirteen, Florida State. So you're telling me they won a conference championship, remained undefeated, and they dropped. And the team that was number eight going into the weekend ends up number four. When Florida State was two and zero against the SEC, and I don't want to hear about competition. Because Alabama, it took a miracle on fourth and thirty-one for them to beat a six and five team last week, two right. weeks ago. And so here's the thing: I, I know Norvell put out a strong statement, was right. The AD put it out. But what I'm thinking about is the hundred dudes on that team who now have been told that that what you work for, that a hypothetical situation of what might happen in a few weeks doesn't matter, because what actually happened. Doesn't matter. And people so the hypothetical overrides the the already what happened. And, and you know, this is what makes me sick. I'll give you the last word. The committee covered their tracks. Because if Florida State isn't motivated to beat Georgia, they're going to get beat. And everybody's going to say, see, it worked out anyway. And egos get stroked. And people say Florida State, well, they were down to their third string quarterback. And they wouldn't. Well, that's that. what tells you that they're really good. Is that they're still winning. With but their the third-string quarterback. Back. The backup would have been back for the playoffs. But still, anyway, it's, Florida State got it's, robbed, and I don't have anything to gain or lose by like saying it. It's days like yesterday that make people not like, non-SEC people make them not like the SEC. 100%, as if they needed any more ammo. Yeah. Hey, tomorrow, Frank Gore Jr. on the Eagle Hour, Kelly. Looking forward to hearing what Frank has to say about declaring for the NFL draft. Until tomorrow at 1 o'clock, from all of us to all of you, Southern Miss to, to the, the top. top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.